Every family has a unique story. These stories make the backbone of traditions, values, and critical family decisions that help them navigate places of difficulty and obstacles. Today, we hear from another amazing couple who decided to expand their family in various ways, including adoption. Representing the Kentwood campus of Ada Bible Church, welcome Kevin and Becky Rugenhill on Together. This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways that marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Here are your hosts, Samuel Jones and Dr. Kelly Bonniewell. So Samuel, I am super excited to do today's podcast, Uh, but before we jump in, I want to talk a little bit about with our listeners about a ministry we have at Ada, which is really an amazing ministry, and uh, it's our benevolence ministry. And what our benevolence ministry is, uh, every quarter we do an offering for benevolence, and what that means is people contribute to a fund, and we use that fund uh, for people in our congregation who attend Ada. And uh, sometimes people have financial difficulties. They lose a job or a health issue and they need some help. And fortunately at Ada, because we have this ministry, uh, our deacons oversee this ministry and these are all volunteers and they walk one-on-one with these people or couples or families to... Uh, help them in different ways financially. And one of the key people who I've had the privilege of knowing for quite a few years now is Kevin Vrugenhill. And Kevin oversees that ministry with the other deacons. And today we get to interview Kevin and his wife, Becky. So Kevin and Becky, welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Cool. So let's jump in. We want to know all about you and uh, in particular your marriage and, and and just who you guys are. So to jump in, uh, how long you guys been married? And then just tell us about your family and your, uh, you know, what you do. We've been married 23 years. Um, we have three kids. Owen, who is 15, who is getting his license next month. He'll be 16. Woo. Good luck. And yeah, good luck. Isla is 12. And Maverick is 11. Cool. And Becky, um, what do you do? I am a stay-at-home mom. Cool. And a lot of my time typically is spent like volunteering with um, like our parent group at school. This year has looked a bit different with the, the whole COVID restrictions and everything, but that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to summarize all she does. <laughs> well, of course, definitely. Uh, for our listeners, for, for about five years, I was a stay-at-home parent, so I have a high appreciation for people who stay at home with their kids. Real quick, Becky, just how has that transition been for you staying at home a lot now with uh, working with your kids and their schoolwork? Oh, that was that was tough when they were home <laughs> for me. Um, I, I'm not a homeschool type parent and not that I was teaching them when they were home, but just having to help them through a lot of that, it was, it was hard. We had, we adjusted and it worked, but all of us were thankful when they went back to in-person school. <laughs> yeah. That's been the consensus that I've heard too. Kevin, what do you do? Um, I am a construction manager. I uh, work for First Companies here in Grand Rapids. So manage construction of uh, various buildings, everything from from medical to warehouse, manufacturing, churches, um, schools, whatever it takes. So 
I've got the uh, best part of my job is I get to work direct with customers and help problem solve opportunities of what they're going through. So Cool. Uh, on another note, like what do you guys individually by yourself, what do you like to do? What are maybe an interest or two? And then what do you guys like to do as a family? Kevin, why don't you go first? So so my mission in life is to help people. So if, if someone needs help moving on a weekend, I love to do that. Um, working on things, I love to whatever that I can do to help, which adds a little bit of strife in the family when I'm gone all the time. But um, I've got a motorcycle. I uh, absolutely love to go on uh, rides here and there with the kids and then as a family um really just spending time together uh it's especially in the the current work environment i work from home a couple days a week and it's hard to unplug so being intentional about vacation time is um it's fun uh our kids are a a blast you know they're at a fun stage every time like every year you can say that because it's a different stage but it's kind of scary thinking our oldest is going to be driving soon and yet it's exciting to think all right what can we do now as a family it's a little different Yeah, that's interesting. Becky, how about you? What do you like to do? Just you personally? Um, I like reading a lot. And I wasn't expecting this question. <laughs> um, I guess I like helping too. I've been, uh, I'm on a committee with our school district and just want to help see our, our students in the district as a whole um, benefit from what maybe I can offer in this in this group. And yeah, we like spending time together as a family. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you both very much have a servant heart, which is really neat to see. Samuel, you have a question or two. Sure, yeah. So I would love to kind of understand a little bit more about your your love story you know how did you all meet uh and you know how did how did how did kevin get becky we all want to know this about this guy because you know kevin <laughs> you know, he's an okay guy come, you know, come on come on I've him a couple times but how did he get how did he deserve to get becky any one of you can start <laughs> i mean once she took one look at me she was just so smitten she was doing everything she could to, to get me to recognize her you know <laughs> I mean, we were at a campfire at Camp Ewakaya by the when it was uh, actually on the water or in front of the water, I should say. And she knocked over her coffee cup so that I would pick it up and give it to her. And man, I looked into those <laughs> eyes, Sam, and woof! Oh, I remember it. <laughs> okay. <He's not> wrong. <laughs> Let, let's hear the true story. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the truth of it. Um, I was friends with his sister for years through this camp and yeah he was at this campfire and I thought boy I'd like to know this person (laughs) and um so I played volleyball at Cornerstone and he came to a game with his sister my understanding is he wanted to meet me and my sister at the time we both played together Mm. and I saw that he was in the crowd and after the game was done um he came with his sister and one of his other friends to talk with my sister and me and I saw that he had a motorcycle helmet and something that I've always loved is motorcycles and so I asked him I said do you have another helmet and he was like yes I do I'm like well let's go for a ride oh wow so we we so she asked me out maybe is that what yeah well he said you're not wearing pants so I threw my duffel bag down and pulled out a pair of pants put them on and I said let's go So we um, rode down uh, that belt line for a couple of minutes. He took sort of the long way to get to Red Hot, which is right across the street from Cornerstone at the time. And the rest is history. We kind of spent most free time together after that. Wow. So were you That's a freshman amazing. at that point? Um, were you a freshman? Yes, I was. Okay. Yes. 
Okay. And then you started dating. Yep. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Started dating the uh, the fall of 96. So that was a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. We were engaged, I don't know, seven or eight months later. Oh, wow. And then then we were married about a year after that. Yeah. May of 98. So 23 years, Kelly. 23 years of wedded bliss. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's quite remarkable. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So, Sam, you asked about our love story. That uh, maybe that's how it started, but we've definitely had some some uh, ups and downs and ins and outs. And um, I think the commitment to stick through it all is continuously building that foundation, right? So, yeah, yeah, and I think that's key in you know in any relationship, you know, whether you got five years in the game or twenty five years in the game, you know, the ability to know and know why you got married, know what was the thing that was the initial spark, you know, remains a constant. And then once you know what what kind of keep what kept you initially, you know how to grow through those cycles of marriage, you know, and, and I guess it's even taking this question one one step further, you know, you know how you all met each other and, you know, the motorcycle ride and and you know the 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 way to red hot in and all that. Kind of how did your relationship begin to to develop, I guess, you know, over time? What were what were some of those key maybe events or or instances that you can think of? Like where you're like, oh yeah, I remember this time and that really helped me grow closer to to Kevin or help me grow closer to Becky. You all have any stories like that? Um, yeah, I, I would say it's the beginning of our marriage. We both thought, you know, family someday. And I think he felt that a whole lot more than I did. I yeah. was like, mm, I don't really want kids. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not into kids. <laughs> but I wanted five kids. So the five year plan and we're going to have five kids, you know, maybe I didn't share that directly, but <laughs> That that was a lot. And like he had to pray a lot in all honesty to to hopefully someday have a family and, and my heart was changed because eventually I did want to have children and family and stuff and um, when we started that journey, you know, you start out thinking, hey, we'll, we'll do, we'll start here, we'll have a kid here, you know, and we learned quickly that our plans were not necessarily God's plans, I guess, for our life. And um, we struggled with infertility for years, I would say five plus years. Yeah. And uh, at the time, we were um, serving at church in Lifeline, and one of the Lifeline leaders, Roberta, mm. she, she kind of played an instrumental role at the time for us, she talked with me because I I didn't have anything against adoption. I just didn't want to consider it yet. And she talked with me and and my heart changed and our life has never been the same since. Uh, we started looking into adoption and um, it was not short, shortly after. I mean, it was, we mm. went to a, a company, Adoption Associates in Jenison and talked with them, got the ball rolling. And it was like, we went to an information meeting. A few weeks later, we were supposed to put together like a, a profile of our life. Our, our family at the time and we would have to turn that in and then we just sit and wait and we were told it could be a very long wait mm. well we turned that in I think it was a Friday I turned it in Friday morning and then Monday morning maybe Monday mid-morning we were called and told that a family had at a birth mother had picked us and we were like what <laughs> And then they went on to say her due date. So this was like in May. Her due date was early or mid-June. But because of complications, she was going to be induced and she was due like early June. So from the time that we found this 
out and when we started the adoption plan i mean i think it was like three weeks yeah pretty pretty much when when our our hearts accepted hey maybe infertility is not the direction maybe we're forcing something that the lord doesn't have in store for us Mm -hmm. um let's look into adoption go to an informational meeting and then like five weeks later hey you're selected and the baby's due in two weeks like yeah Literally June June third, we've got a baby. So we're in Detroit meeting a birth mom and meeting our new son. So yeah, and we we so we adopted our our oldest two, and then our youngest uh, was uh, birth natural. So well, how many years? How many years had you been married at that point when you adopted your first child? Sixteen twenty three. Uh, <laughs> That's some tough math. Is that seven years? I think it was like eight. Okay, about the eighth year of your marriage. Interesting. Wow. And what's that journey been like for you? Can you talk a little bit about that? Kevin, in particular, you. What's that journey of adoption and and then also having um, your own biological son as well? Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting question. Um, and there's been sermons, you know, preached a lot of times about the, how we're adopted into the family of Christ. And um, the like um, anyone that's adopted, I think, or families that have adop- adopted children, um, like our, our oldest two kids are our kids. Like there's never a question whether they came out of, uh, out of Becky's no. womb or, or if they came through somebody else's. The Lord's put them in our care and one thousand percent has been our our son um and it's interesting too kelly because uh our oldest son um i can share this so he like each child has a different story yeah. um so our oldest was through adoption associates through a um um a private selection like the mother had two other children and decided hey um this is the i can't do this i can't have another child in the family and, and give them the upbringing i want so she selected us so there's like a humble um honoring, wow, we have a a new responsibility here to honor this mother on the east side of the state. And then our our second um, was through the foster care system in an entirely different situation and um, removed from the family as a four month old. And we took her in for foster care and then eventually uh, rights were terminated and we were uh, given the option to to uh, adopt when we said, of, of course, what kind of a question is that? She's been living with us for, us for a year. We definitely, she's our baby. And then during that time, um, Becky got pregnant and then she miscarried and that was a really tough time. And then she got pregnant again. I was in Niagara Falls when she, uh, with a junior high youth group um, and it was like, wow, she's pregnant. Like, holy Holy cow, this is this is legit. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> we, have, we have a we have a son and then we're a, we're fostering a daughter and and now she's pregnant. Wait, um and then the story, you know, all this always happens. You know, as soon as you adopt, then you're gonna conceive. Yeah, whatever. I can't stand that story. I hate <laughs> this story. But dang it all, it happened to us. So yeah, it's it's definitely been a journey and and um the struggles and opportunities. So our oldest two are African American and um, Obviously, we're Caucasian, so that adds some um, unique adventure for us as a family. And I can look past that and forget about the fact that that is a real struggle. And my wife uh, <laughs> Becky here um, is on the other end of the spectrum and very much advocating for um, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah, the rights there, and so there's a healthy balance, I think, with with what's goes goes on in uh, the unique 29th Street Brooklyn Hill household. Wow! Wow! That is an amazing um, story. And 
an amazing piece that you all, you know, have taken the opportunity to not only have adopted children, you know, or, or you know, foster children in, but also you have had your own. And in having two different, you know, cultures in your household and yet still finding ways to value each and everyone's life that is in that household. I think that's a, an amazing story, an amazing thing. And, and it also very helpful for our world to see what that looks like and what your experience feels like. Um, you know, with those things that have happened in your life, you know, and in regards to, you know, infertility, then having your own children and those pieces, you know, I guess what's kind of just one thing that for you all sticks out as kind of like a positive of now having a family, being married, growing, you know, being together for so long that you have, what's, I guess that one thing, that one positive that really sticks out for you too? A positive definitely would be the growth it's helped us um, because we're walking through the journey together. So we lean on each other a lot. We had some uh, healthy disputes and arguments, but I think it's helped build a foundation of of relying on on God's um, direction. Um, We've had some employment opportunities and different other struggles in life where you're just kind of, okay, Lord, you're in control. Um, You look in the mirror in, in the morning and say, all right, I'm here to do this for you. So let's move forward. And uh, I think that approach for whatever struggles our kids are in or or we are as a couple. We've had swings, you know, of the seven year up and seven year down and we're past our our third seven year stretch. So we're we're sitting good. But um, a a positive from a learning experience has been having, um, you know, serving in benevolence, you see a lot of um, mistakes that people make. And then as you walk through them and I get the opportunity to to see how all the other other deacons are doing that and all of their other cases and there's some there's some blessings in seeing the stories um, learning how other people uh, wrestle through and, and get through, um, whether that's infidelity or financial reasons or employment opportunities, whatever that loss is. Yeah. Some of them wrestle in the in the right direction, and some of them fall off to the side. And we've been blessed with learning, so we we talk a fair amount at home. I probably talk too much at home, and she gets sick of me. But it's it's learning from other people's journeys that's mm. helped us. Um, hey, this is the direction we need to go. So. Mm. Um, I would say I have really come to trust God an awful lot. Um, looking back over our marriage, I can I can clearly see His hand through it all, and almost like modern day little miracles and and every. Um, adventure or challenge or struggle that we've gone through. I can just clearly see hands God in it. And so whatever um, we're going through now, and if and if it's like confusing or difficult, it, it, you, I just completely trust that I know God has us and that he is um, going to take care of us. No idea what it will look like. <laughs> no idea how it's going to turn out, but I know that we're going to be okay. It's amazing. Yeah, that's terrific. So <clears throat> Kevin, Becky, um, we had you guys fill out something uh, ahead of time. And that was, you know, just to help you process all these questions, Samuel and I were going to ask you. And one of the key questions that we asked you, and I really liked your answers. uh, The question was, what would be an important learning about marriage that you would offer a newly married couple or someone dating? Uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to just 
uh, you gave us your answers and you had four different answers. And I'm just going to read them out one by one. And I just want you to elaborate by what you meant by them, because some of them are, well, all of them were excellent. And I just want to hear more about what your thoughts are. So the first one was intentional time alone has been very helpful. Like how, how what would you say to couples about that? So you get lost in the flurry of uh, the busyness of the kids and take for granted the, uh, the need for time together. So we had a little rough patch a couple of years ago and the kids were in uh, Awana, a local church here and, and Wednesday nights and, and we would just go and meet for a, a cup of chili or whatnot for that hour of alone time and it was a weekly Wednesday night highlight that we needed because we didn't have any time together. You know, you're just so busy. And recently we've been doing, um, well, we haven't for a while now, but we did Saturday mornings. We'd go out for coffee, do some running around. In the winter. And it was like, wow, I actually enjoy spending time with you. I forget about it. <laughs> you're fun. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, you have any thoughts on that one? Um, Yeah. Well, this winter, he mentioned we were going on Saturday mornings together. Um, my mom passed away like the day after Christmas uh, about eight years ago. And always around Christmas time since then, it's kind of been difficult for me. And this year he, he started like, hey, you want to go out for coffee? You want to go on a date with me? And and I didn't realize that for like, I don't know, four weeks he was doing this. And I, I just came to just love it. I was like, I adore this. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking me out. And then I realized, oh, I have been struggling so much over the years at this time and because of the intentional like attention he was giving me and just the time together I realized this Christmas has not been like the season leading up to Christmas wasn't as difficult and I think part of that was just simply time together him him recognizing where I was struggling over the years and I don't know but it was just it was like healing to me in this last season and I I love our little Saturday morning dates or whenever it is you know Wednesday nights mm. for several years there so it's really important because you yeah, can get that lost is, that is that's so good so this next one is actually my favorite one that you wrote down and I'm really curious to hear what your guys thoughts are on it continually remind yourself that your spouse is for you and not against you mm. Oh, that was my Kevin's. <laughs> He's constantly telling me that over the years. Like, I can get pretty defensive about certain things. I'm not maybe the best housekeeper. And he'd come in the house after a long day of work and he'd start cleaning up here and there. And I would take offense to it. Like, did I not do enough? Like, am I not doing a good enough job that you have to come in and redo or do more or something like that? And he would be like, no, that that's not it. And then he'd just remind me, I am for you, not against you. Like, if I, if I pick something up, it's not because I'm mad at you about this or you didn't do enough. And he's like, I'm helping you with it. <laughs> I, I have this beautiful way, Kelly, and, and I've probably, you know, probably done it to you, probably, you know, done it to deacons and work people and everything. I mean, like, I think I need a shirt or a sweatshirt or a hat or a, a pin that says, I'm for you. I'm not against you. Like, mm. um, I, I want to help you. <laughs> yeah. But I, I come across um, too straightforward and, and blunt. And it's it took some time, uh, a lot of time um, for us to recognize that my approach when I come in the door and how uh, 
uh, how it's received on the other end. So I love how you said that, Kevin, because that again is another really important dynamic of marriage is that you have to have self-insight and know maybe how you are maybe tripping things up. So this next one is a favorite too. The, actually, I read the other two and they're great answers and I'm curious to hear what you're going to say about them. Uh, this next one is the dynamics of your family life growing up or significant events will affect much of your marriage. Mm. What do you guys mean by that one? Um, how you were raised, how your parents disciplined you or um, encouraged you in life or didn't encourage you in life, um, I would say really affects how you're raised. Um, I, I guess for me, I have, um, because Kevin works with benevolence and families who struggle financially, I have a, I have a perspective there that was influenced by how I was raised. Um, my dad passed away when I was really young. And so my mom being a single parent of four girls and, <clears throat> you know, relying on food stamps growing up, you know, at the time when I was a kid, I didn't realize that that what it, what it was that, you know, we were helped by the government. Um, it really, it really affects how I manage my own home now, you know, um, and, and how I, <laughs> How I teach my own kids about finances and 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 I can I can be to the point where it's like no 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 we don't need this extra pack of gum we have enough you know and and that, and that can cause a strain on the family at times um, but then you know, just seeing families in our church what they go through I'm always like but what is it that's going on in their home life like what what did they have to go through to get to where they are like just a different perspective of of that when it comes to finances and families and stuff. And, and if you, you know, I don't, I don't know anything that you've dealt with in life growing up, if there was abuse of any kind or, um, things of that nature, events that, that, that affects you as, as an adult and how you go through life and your marriage and how you, how you handle your kids and things like that. <clears throat> Kevin, any, any thoughts from you? Yeah, um, there's a, a, I've got a quote written on my marker board at the office about, uh, uh, I should know this, but um, communication is based on a presumption of truth, I think it is. And we all have a different truth uh, basis of, I'm not talking spiritual truth, I'm talking like historical, like uh, experience and perception of what our life has been. And it's shaped and molded us for who we are. Um, we were out to eat a while back and with another couple and the waitress was just terrible and and uh i said well did you hear that you know her, her kids got taken away and she got in an accident on the way to work and she can barely pay rent and they're like what are you serious i said no i have no idea but we don't know what that person is going through they yeah. may be a terrible waitress waiter or they could have lost their parents and they're struggling to get by and they're there's you know sucking up and getting through um and we it's the same way with marriage i don't know what becky went through during the day. I have to allow for that to come out through the evening. Um, and the same thing, it's it's hard for me to express some of the days I've had and, and I'll, I'll park at the end of the street and let go of it. Kids will come running up to the truck and it's like, wait, I'm not ready to come home yet. You know, I'm not ready because of what's gone through my day. And part of that is what I went through 30 years ago or, or whatever, 40 years ago. And it's shaped and molded us for who we are, how we've become. And I mean, we've been married for 23 years. So, you know, some of it, but you still don't know all the details of all the historical life events that have shaped and molded you. And you just learn that and grow together and continually take that into account as you work together. 
Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And that ties to the last one you wrote down, uh, ties very much to what you said, Becky. Uh, Don't be afraid of counseling or different therapies to help yourself, your marriage, or your children. Who wants to first? (laughs) I can't help my children get through some of the struggles that they have in life if I'm constantly dealing with my own junk. So I need to... I need to take care of myself in that way and work through, um, like for years after my mom passed away, I, I was angry and it was just, it was miserable in our home. And counseling helped. (laughs) Yes. Kevin realized, but it took a while. Maybe you need help. (laughs) And you helped us with that, Kelly. And, and it was, a. I think, uh, I think we even had conversations back then of, She's not ready for counseling yet. She's not ready yet. Um, and then tried prompting it, prompting it, and then finally, uh, finally went. And she could she could sleep at night, which sleep is a valuable um, thing we all need. So yeah, and and then just um, our children who have trauma simply because they were born, and it was it, you know Owen has challenges in life that are different and yet similar to the challenges that Isla will have. And they both just, I don't know, in order to succeed in life or, or be successful, there are things that need, that they, they need help with. And as much as I love them, as much as we both love them and care for them, and we do as much as we can here in the home, I mean, we can pray for them, but there's, there's more help that they needed. And yeah, yeah so... <laughs> Therapy has helped them. We've seen them grow tremendously over the past several years. And yeah, it's been good, too, because, uh, you know, working with the church and and you, Kelly, your eyes are open to the benefit of of counseling and the variety of services that are out there from um, just conversational. I'm going to screw this up. Right. You know a lot more about this than I do, guys. But um uh, Owen's gone in and, and Isla and, and Maverick, everything from um, vision therapy and mind focusing and uh, neural feedback. Neurofeedback, EMDR. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, and not giving up on things and saying, hey, you know what? I think this will help. It's an investment, but it's an investment for our kids to stabilize and, and, and work towards a, a stronger future. And I've personally had some um, awesome men in my life that have uh, given me wisdom, encouragement, um, and that's been pivotal in me being able to share struggles and then being able to feed back with, you know, you might be off the mark here, Kevin. Maybe uh, maybe you should step back and add a little humility to, to your, to your uh, marriage life. So mm, yeah, we've seen our children become more resilient. <laughs> yeah, that is so good. So just kind of as we're wrapping up, I have one last question for you all. You know, you know, we all have these visions and dreams for our marriage and families. And sometimes, you know, those individuals who may not have visions and dreams may feel a little limited, but maybe by hearing your own testimony and sharing today, they may feel, you know, um, encouraged or empowered to think through things differently or have discussions that they may not have had about children or in marriage. And so, you know, just for you all's marriage and just kind of giving some hope to our listeners, what are you hoping for in the next five to 10 years for, for your family? I don't, um, when I hear that question, I don't 
my tendency isn't to think about like specific goals as far as, you know, the bank accounts need to be here, the the whatever needs to be here. I don't I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just see more like I want to see Kevin continually growing. I mean, I have seen him so much over the last several years um, growing in his love for Jesus and serving others. And that's what I want for my kids, too. If if they grow in their love for Jesus and are passionate for him and what he's passionate about, I just see them as successful adults in life. I I don't know how to I mean, like Jesus is everything. Right. And and if they're growing in love for him, that's just going to affect every every aspect of their life. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's crazy to think five years away, um, our our oldest will be almost twenty one. Man, wow. I was You're engaged. I was, no. <laughs> twenty two, but it's it's crazy to think that, man, wow, that's not very far away. And that's a major life change. We better be on point with what we're doing, with the example we're setting and modeling for them to make it through. So we've, we've had, we have uh, a, a special set of friends that were that are in essence, family that we share a cottage with, that we vacation with, we live life with. They have three kids. Um, our kids play together well. And, and we have, we have some good conversations and they're uh, a, a key to the success of us, you know, and have, uh, you know, you challenge each other. Um, you watch each other and you challenge each other and we've made some, some strides, you know, not to be simple, but annual vacations are a a, a foundation of us as a family that build that, that time together, you know, it's continuously being together and spending time together. So, so my goal for the next five, 10 years is maintaining what the direction that's been put in place and, and not screwing it up, um, you know, mm-hmm. continuously trying to put more more time together as a family, um, spending weekends together, intentional time together, and modeling what what we want them to be in the future. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe what we didn't have as much growing up ourselves. Yeah, we want that for them too. Each other. Yeah, and passion for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Nice. nice. <laughs> Great. Kelly? Well, Kevin, Becky, thank you so much for uh, spending time with us today and being vulnerable and sharing your story. There's so many different things that you shared that I think are going to be really helpful to to our listeners who are either dating or married. You know, your story of adoption, how you met. I'll never forget the, the story, Becky, that you told about the motorcycle helmet. And uh, just again, thank you so much. And thank you for all that you do in serving others. So uh, on that note, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Together. We hope that you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries, or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, email us at care at adabible.org.